Hi, this is Pastor Bobby Andy, and today is the last in a series of three on the supernatural church. Today we're going to talk about how the Spirit of God and the Word of God work together. The Word introduces what God wants to give to you, but the Holy Spirit completes it. This tells you you can be born again. The Holy Spirit actually brings the new birth to your life. And also this tells you how you can be healed and ministered to. The Holy Spirit brings you the power and demonstration of God's healing power. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome back to Student of the Word. Today we are in the third in the series on the supernatural church what God really wants. You know, God has always been a God of the supernatural, but the, the number of miracle signs and wonders just multiplied immensely when Jesus came and then kept multiplying even past that when Jesus went to the into heaven and basically told us what I've done, you'll do also in greater works. And so we're seeing the greater works today because you say, well, Jesus did greater works than us. Well, he's not talking about the quality of the works, such as raising the dead. Although that happens, what he's talking about is the quantity, the numbers, the immense, huge amount of numbers, because the Holy Spirit that worked with him now can work through all of us. The Holy Spirit has so much that he didn't have to just work through one person. Now on the day of Pentecost, he filled 120 in the upper room and they went out and they began to perform signs, wonders, and miracles. And Jesus even prophesied that of them and told them before he left, he said, you'll go into all the world and preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, and promise them the things that he did, they would do also and greater work. So again, like I said, we're living the day of the greater work. Now there's never actually been a church. Uh, we are part of the church, but as far as the meeting together, there's been that throughout the word of God, but in smaller cases. I mean, Israel had it, other did not, every types of um, religions in those days had their places called temples where they worshiped. But when God came along, he had one for the church and really now has told us Beginning in Acts chapter 2, when he went into, into heaven in Acts chapter 1, he told us about the church and then told us what would cause the church to do what it's supposed to do. And so the four things that the church did was, number one, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, breaking of bread, fellowship, and also in prayers. These are four things that they did. And of course, this is all accompanied by the manifestation, the empowerment of praising and speaking in tongues, and that's in the church as well as in your personal life. So today we're going to talk about that. Again, this is the supernatural church, what God designed. And for the past two days, we have been talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to be talking about a completion of that. We're going to be wrapping this up today. We're going to talk about the signs and wonders confirm and complete the word of God. Jesus was called the word. He was not called the spirit because after the word went to heaven, the Holy Spirit was given on the day of Pentecost to us. And what Jesus began, we now begin to accomplish. We begin to actually confirm those. And one thing that he talked about we would confirm and complete would be the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. What the, what the word promises, the Holy Spirit delivers. The Holy Spirit promises. You say, well, I've been born again by the word. No, the word informs you of it. You've been born again by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that brought you the new birth. He's the one that raised Jesus from the dead and raises us from the dead 
presented him with eternal life as far as a human being was concerned. And as far as we are concerned as a human being, he gives us eternal life. So let's start with Mark chapter 16 and verse 20. And this is where when Jesus left, here they go, right out to begin to spread the gospel. And Mark chapter 16, verse 20 was again the completion of what Jesus said would happen when he went to heaven, he would turn it over to us. I have a book that I'm offering on this broadcast called Life and Power, the two major ministries of the Holy Spirit. Number one is life, that's the new birth. Power is the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and every other work of the Holy Spirit comes from one of these two, such as with uh, when we get born again, life. All right, what happens after we're born again? We move into the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is a product of us being born again. But with power, there comes the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the operations of the Holy Spirit in our personal life as well as, well as in the church. So again, these are two things. From them come these other mi different ministries. It's all brought out of this book. You'll greatly appreciate it. You'll get a greater insight into the power of the ministry and especially maybe your position in the body of Christ, how that you function here too. So that'll be available and they'll announce it at halftime, how that you can have a copy of that book for yourself. Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says, and they, they are the disciples, went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. We're gonna talk about how that the word and the Holy Spirit work together. You can't have one without the other. The word of God again brings us the promises of God. It's the Holy Spirit that brings us the fulfillment of that promise. The new birth is talked about in the word of God, but just because it's talked about doesn't mean we have it. We put faith in what Jesus said and the Holy Spirit brings us eternal life. So they went everywhere went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. You see, when Jesus went to heaven, he now works with us. When he was on earth, we worked with him. The 12 apostles worked with him. And now he works with us, confirming the word. How does he confirm it? With signs following the same way that he had signs in his ministry, the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. The disciples learned this following Jesus. Then they taught it in churches and they also taught it in the streets. The miracle ministry of Jesus was taught in the early church. Jesus' ministry was doing and teaching. Doing is miracles, teaching is the word. Here's again how the Holy Spirit and the word agree with each other. And the Holy Spirit's major ministry is not just healing people, no, it's getting people born again. And so that's why he works with our teaching that when they spoke the word of God, they spoke it with power. The same power that heals people is the same power that backs the word of God. Acts chapter one and verse one says this, the former treatise, that is the book of Luke. Luke wrote the book of Acts and refers to his first book, the former treatise, the book of Luke, have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Do is miracle signs and wonders and teach is the word of God. And notice Jesus began to do it. Now we have taken it up from the day of Pentecost and we have continued on with that ministry as it literally has gone worldwide. And those things work together. Signs and wonders and miracles are the greatest tool outside of just speaking the word of God and witnessing to people it is the greatest witness that Jesus Christ is in this earth and does signs, wonders, and miracles. Buddha can't do it. Muhammad can't do it. Joseph Smith can't do it. There's no signs and wonders and miracles that follow their ministry. But Christianity has it when you follow the fullness of the word of God. And so again, it says, Theophilus of all that Jesus began, 
both to do and teach. So we have continued doing miracles, signs, and wonders, and teaching of the word of God. Acts chapter four, verse 29 and 30. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. Notice here again, they speak the word, but we want you while we're speaking the word to stretch forth your hand for healings and signs signs and wonders. This is what confirms the word of God and really grabs the attention of those who don't know Jesus. It's been said by denominations, Baptist, Methodist, all through there about the Pentecostal denominations. And they said, we don't understand it. We go into countries and we win souls, but they seem to win souls by the thousands. Where we win, we win hundreds, they win thousands. They're building churches so fast. The churches begin to multiply. How does that happen? It happens the same way that in Jesus' ministry, multitudes followed him. And then beyond multitudes was great multitudes. I read a article one day in a magazine, a Christian magazine, it was talking about those, those specific places and the amount of people that come whenever the miracles and signs and wonders are there. And it told about the fact that when it says that multitudes followed him, we're talking around 10,000 people. But when it says great multitudes following him, you're talking about way beyond that into 40, 50, 100,000 people following the Lord Jesus Christ. So here we have again that when Jesus was here, it said multitudes followed him. At other times, great multitudes followed him. And they wonder about today, the denominations, how do Pentecostals or Charismatics get this done and have such great numbers of people that are saved? It's because without the miracle signs and wonders, you are really left with just a small amount of power to win souls by the words of your mouth. That's important. Of course, it's important that when we preach and minister, that we preach and minister, and the Holy Spirit can back that too. But there's something about a person seeing a person healed, about seeing a, a, a you know, to where there's, there's something on them that just disappears. A hand is formed, a finger is formed or whatever. And that's where miracles come in. And when people see that, they know this has to be the power of God because man can't do it. Even doctors can't do that. We can't do that. Here's another thing. Satan can't create anything like that. It has to be the power of God. And so the request for miracles and signs to follow came into the church after that. So now we have people in church getting prayed for. This is told us later on in the word of God where it says, is there any sick among you? Talking to church members, it says, let them call for the elders of the church. And notice this, is there any sick among you? This is in a church service. We should be praying for the sick in church services. It said, let them, that's the leaders, the elders, pray over them and the power of the Lord will be there and the Lord will heal them and the Lord will raise them up. Acts chapter eight, verses five through seven says, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Philip was an evangelist. Notice what follows the evangelist ministry, signs and wonders. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. This is his words. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spoke. Notice this, he hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with uh, palsies. This is paralytics 
and those that were lame were healed. Notice how much healing took place. Again, this is Philip simply following the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the works that I do, you'll do also, and greater works. And now he's out there doing it. Greater, again, doesn't mean any greater than the healings and miracles. It's the greater number of them. Since Jesus was here for a limited time and we are here longer, these things keep increasing and increasing. And of course, we have some miracle meetings today, overseas especially. And uh, other ministers such as Marilyn Hickey now, and she's had meetings where you have almost a million people out there. Reinhard Bonnke had over a million people. Just stand, and people by the hundreds of thousands get healed at one time, come running to the front trying to show, and they're holding in their hand their crutches or whatever they had that they had to use before. Now they're throwing them away, and they've received Jesus as Lord and Savior in great demonstrations of the power of God. Acts 14 and verse three, for a long time they remained, this is in Iconium, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Notice this, what confirms the word is signs and wonders, gave testimony unto the word, defense of the word of God by bringing signs and wonders to be done by their hands. There were some signs and wonders in the Old Testament of healing, but very few compared to the New Testament. Romans chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. I love what Paul said, reflecting back on the time when he came to the city of Rome. And he says in verses 18 and 19, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not worked by me to make the heathen obedient. How? By word and deed. Word is the word of God. Deed is the signs, wonders, and miracles of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and roundabout unto Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Mark it down. If signs and wonders don't follow your ministry, you are not fully preaching the gospel of Christ. In fact, this is where the Pentecostal denominations have the term, we believe in the full gospel, because we believe it's more than just speaking. It's demonstrations and signs, just like Jesus had. You can tell I'm wound up, but I will see you right after the break. The Holy Spirit has always been with man, but only in a limited ministry before Pentecost. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit lived in a temple made with hands and came on individuals at certain times to do a certain task. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead, the veil of the temple was torn from the top to the bottom, not just to let us in, but to let the Holy Spirit out. From that day until this, the Holy Spirit desires to live in every person who will be born again. In Life and Power, Bobby Endian carefully examines the Holy Spirit's ever-present role in our daily life, the types and shadows that explain His ministry, and how the world was changed when He came into the upper room, filling New Testament believers with boldness and power. Life and Power is available in book form as audio CDs or downloads, video DVDs, or as both audio and video on a USB flash drive. To order Life and Power, visit bobbyandian.com slash lifeandpower. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts 
essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. I mentioned just before the break out of the book of Romans, the closing of the book of Romans, how that Paul said, I came to you and I came to you with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit and I fully preached the gospel of Christ. And how important that is to become a full gospel preacher. You not only are filled with the Holy Spirit, but you trust God for signs and wonders and miracles because there are prophets and there are those that operate on those gifts specifically. But you know what? Every Christian can to a degree. It's part of the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Then do what? Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Cast out devils. This has been given to us. Paul not only mentioned it to the people of Rome, but he also mentioned it in Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 Verses four and five says this, and my speech and my preaching. Speech is just when he talked to people. Preaching is when he preached the gospel. My speech and my preaching was not when the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. The spirit and power is the signs and wonders and miracles. And he did this greatly in Corinth, that your faith should not stand on the wisdom of men, but the power of God. So not only is he talking about our faith wouldn't stand on just the the wisdom of God, uh, men, but also the wisdom of God in the word of God. But he says, God even backs up his wisdom in front of you with signs and wonders and miracles. Hebrews chapter two and verse four, God also bearing them witness. This is the people who heard the word of God after Jesus arose from the dead and those disciples went out and began to preach. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with different kinds of miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Notice they went out and began to witness. They went out and began to preach, but what backed them up was signs and wonders, miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. And I want you to notice something. You say, well, God only did it with at times he willed it. No, all this was according to God's will. For you to minister in signs and wonders and demonstrations doesn't mean you have to wait for some kind of word from heaven to do it. It simply means it's his will. Go ahead and do it. It's as much his will for signs and wonders to follow you as it is for you to preach to them the gospel of Jesus Christ and win them over to the Lord. Again, some are won only by the word. Others are brought in by, by the word and deed. We have that throughout the word of God. Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. He did operate in a gift of the spirit, but not anything she could see in front of her. He operated in a word of, of knowledge. He told her the man she was living with now was not her husband. And the five before that she had lived with, well, she had husbands before. And she said, you must be a prophet. Well, she saw that side of him, but this is again, still a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. But again, where Jesus went out and literally hundreds of thousands were healed at a time in the, in the crowds that traveled with him, many were healed. Tremendous, tremendous numbers were healed. And then again, they believed in him. When Jesus preached the word in John chapter eight, it said many believed in him, but also many believed in him with signs and wonders and miracles. You put those two together and I'm telling you, you have the book of Acts written all over again, even down to the last chapter where Paul healed those people 
on the island of Miletus. And again, we saw great things happening there. Why did people believe in Jesus, in the uh, word of God? Because Jesus preached the word. John chapter seven and verse 48, and this is for us today. Pastors, bring this into the church. Preach more of the word of God. We're trying to preach politics, a lot of other things, and it's all right to bring those things up once in a while. But again, the main thing you should be preaching is the word of God and to build up your congregation and make disciples out of converts. John 7, 48 says, many of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him. Why? Because he preached the word. John chapter eight and verse 30, as he spoke these words, many believed on him. John 10, verse 42, many believed on him there. This was through his preaching. John 12, verse 42, among the chief rulers, many believed on him. And this is again because he came in and took the Old Testament and brought it up to the fact that he is that Messiah they've been looking for. Jesus performed also miracles and signs and wonders. In John chapter four and verse 39, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. Why? Because of the signs and wonders. John 7, 31, and the people believed on him. John eleven forty five. 45, when the Jews saw these things that Jesus did, they believed in him. We also need to preach the word of God and have miracles, signs, and wonders available to us so the lost can be won. I don't do it to build up myself. Understand something. People often, they get filled with the Holy Spirit, begin to operate in signs and wonders and special miracles, begin to brag on themselves. You didn't bring this into your life. The Holy Spirit did. And it's not for you to brag on yourself. The purpose of it is, is to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ, that when it's over, you don't get the glory. God gets the glory and the Holy Spirit gets the glory and the word of God gets the glory. We preach the word of God so that we can have miracles to win the lost. First Thessalonians chapter one and verse five says, our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. He says, we didn't come in as something special. We came in offering something that the people can have too. By receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, then being filled with the Holy Spirit, these gifts are available to them. And the purpose of it is not to make you look good. The purpose of it is to empower you to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the doorway into the supernatural? We know what the doorway into eternal life is, accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, the new birth. But the doorway into the supernatural ability to bring people into the relationship with Jesus Christ is speaking with tongues. Speaking in tongues is the doorway into the supernatural Christian life. Speaking in tongues is the doorway to the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In chapter two of the book of Acts, quoting the prophet of the Old Testament, here it says, old men will dream dreams, young men will see visions, sons and daughters will prophesy, all coming from stammering lips and another tongue. Paul received direction not to go to Bithynia, not to go into Asia, and then the door opened up for him to go into Macedonia by the Holy Spirit. And this came from a vision in the nighttime. And this primarily came through him praying with tongues I thank my God, he said, I speak in tongues more than you all. He was speaking to the Corinthians who did a lot of speaking with tongues. If he spoke in tongues more than them all, then he did a lot of speaking with tongues. But then he went on to say, yet in the church, I'd rather speak uh, five words my own language and 10,000 words in tongues. What he's saying is the primary place for speaking with tongues in your life is in your private prayer life. And it opens you up to supernatural direction by the Holy Spirit. 
I know you can have supernatural direction by the Holy Spirit without speaking with tongues, but such clarity not to go here, to go here, an open door here, visions, dreams, all these things come from, again, being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying with tongues. Dreams and visions for your church pastors and its members come from praying in tongues. If you're spirit-filled, when's the last time you even prayed in tongues? You worry more than you pray in tongues. And the praying in tongues, according to Isaiah 28, will bring you in times of rest. So the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. And this is his ministry, his purpose. Churches in many parts of the world are being led by spirit-filled pastors, and the operation of the miraculous among the members is huge. Numbers are increasing so much. I think about places like Colombia, and I think of other uh, places in South America, but these countries right now, there is such revival going on, great things happening in these countries. And again, the churches are growing rapidly and there's hundreds of thousands of people been saved. And you know what? Overall, the, the governments of those nations haven't changed, but there's this rumble under the, under the surface of God moving in those places. And eventually you begin to see changes in a nation, but God doesn't begin with the nation. He begins with believers in the nation who have a hungry, heart. If your congregation has a hungry heart, begin, pastor, to pray yourself in the Holy Spirit and then begin to expect signs and wonders and miracles and do what it says. In the New Testament, is there any sick? Call for the sick to come forward and say, is there any sick among you? Come up here. We have the elders of the church. We're going to lay hands on you. And God promised us the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. If God said it will happen, we're going to expect it to happen. Many in the church and the United States are out of step with churches of the world. We used to be a leader, but now we're coming up from far behind. And it isn't the fact that God wants us to be the number one. I just want to join the rest of the world. I'm not out to be the leader. I'm out to say simply, we see what's going on. We need to shake ourselves here in the United States, and we need to come to a place where we're expecting signs and wonders and miracles to occur too. And the same thing is true with you. So again, many churches in the U.S. Are out, are out of step with churches of the world. Again, we used to be the leader, but now we're coming up. And folks, I want to tell you, I know and I sense it all across this country. can also read about it. There is a revival going on in our country despite what's going on in our government, despite what's going on in the business world, despite what's going on in society around us, God is moving, always has been. And God works from behind the scenes and all of a sudden begins to pop up here and pop up there. And there are revival services going on in college campuses, in churches. And I'm telling you this, I'm excited for the day we're living in. I've lived through two or three great revivals in our country, and I'm looking forward to another one. Nothing like a revival to bring you back to the basics. The basics of what? Preach and teach the word of God, witness with the word of God, but also highly signs and wonders begin to move among the people. And then the church leaders, many of them open up, accept it into the church. And we have great revival going on today. So what does Isaiah chapter 28 tell us? In verses nine through 12, we have this verse of scripture, with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. And his word was line upon line and precept upon precept. Tongues go along with study of the word of God. The greatest asset I have, I can say this while I'm studying, is not just the commentaries I have, not just things laid out in front of me, sermons that others have preached, or things that I've seen from the word of God, it's praying in the Holy Spirit. And that verse says again in Isaiah 28, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. His word is line upon line and precept upon precept. 
Tongues go along with study of the word of God because when you pray in tongues, it simply reveals what the Holy Spirit said there. The same Holy Spirit that prompted Isaiah to write that verse of scripture prompts me to read that verse of scripture. And the Holy Spirit that wrote it can show me today from being inside of me and praying in tongues. He can show me what that verse means. I can see things out of that scripture that perhaps other people can't see. They'll see things I can't see, but I'm telling you that facets on that diamond of Isaiah 28 verses nine through 12 is tremendous as the light of the word of God in Revelation comes to it. Tongues and study of the word of God go hand in hand. This is true for individuals, but pastor, it's just as true for you today, as well as the body of Christ that's in your church. I've said this, that many churches in the United States are out of step, but pastors, your church can get in step. Why don't you begin to tell, trust God, pray in tongues yourself, and then begin to invite people in your church to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the speaking in tongues can't hurt the church. It's going to help the church. And people that you never thought about are going to begin to see things from God, hear things from God, and begin to operate in the supernatural themselves. All I'm saying is thank God for the Word of God and thank God for the Holy Spirit. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.